It's time once again for Global Genes Denim Dash. From March 19th to the 27th, participants from all over the world will once again run, walk, swim, bike, or roll the 3.1 miles, that's 5K, to raise money and awareness to eliminate the challenges of rare disease. This is a virtual race, so you've got the flexibility to participate wherever and whenever is most convenient for you. For more information and to get registered, go to crowdrise.com forward slash denim dash. That's crowdrise.com forward slash denim dash. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Advances in sequencing the genome are unlocking mysteries about the underlying causes of both common and rare diseases. In an effort to build on existing research, the National Institutes of Health last month said it will fund a set of genome sequencing and analysis centers whose research will focus on understanding the genomic basis of common and rare diseases. As part of this effort, the Centers for Mendelian Genomics is expected to get $40 million in new funding as well as additional monies from other NIH divisions. We spoke to Lu Wang, director of the National Institutes of Health Center for Mendelian Genomics, about the center's efforts to understand rare diseases, what's been accomplished to date, and the significance of this new round of funding. Lu, thanks for joining us. Hi. We're going to talk about the NIH's Centers for Mendelian Genomics, new funding for the next phase of the centers as part of a broader funding for a set of genomic sequencing centers to understand the genetic basis of both common and rare diseases. But let's start with the Mendelian diseases. What is meant by Mendelian diseases and and how big a universe does this cover? Sure. Mendelian diseases are rare diseases that tend to be caused by mutations in a single gene. In the U.S., a disease is defined as rare when it affects fewer than 200,000 Americans at any given time. But it may affect only a handful of families. However, collectively, rare diseases impact 20 to 30 million people in the U.S. alone, and about 350 million people worldwide. In fact, to date, um, more than 7,400 rare diseases have been described, and the new ones continue to be seen and reported. How about the Centers for Mendelian Genomics? How how many are there? How, How long have they been around? There are four centers for Mendelian genomics in the current funding cycle started in January this year, uh, which are co-founded by the National Human Genome Research Institute, the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, and the National Eye Institute. And the program was initiated in December 2011, so about four years ago. 
a little over four years ago, when three of the four current centers were established, namely the center at the Yale University, the center at the University of Washington, and the center at the Baylor College of Medicine and Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, as a two-site joint center. These centers have just been successfully renewed, joined by a new center at the Broad Institute in Boston. So we currently um, have four uh, centers for Mendelian genomics uh, working towards the same goal of uh, finding um, the genes underlying a rare Mendelian disorder. Well, what exactly do the centers do? What, what is their mandate? The program's overarching goal is to find all or most of the genes that underlie human Mendelian disorders. Um, they are also called uh, Mendelian disease genes. Specifically, the centers are trying to find as many disease genes as possible at their own centers. And they also try to enable other researchers to find more disease genes by means of uh, tool and method development and uh, dissemination and uh, sharing of other resources such as the data they have generated and uh, establishing collaborations with uh, scientists worldwide who share the same research interests and also by coordination, uh, coordination with uh, other research groups uh, worldwide and to avoid uh, uh, a redundant effort um, to really um, best utilize available uh, research funds. Well, how well understood are Mendelian diseases today? Okay, um, I will try to address this question in several folds. Um, according to the information on online Mendelian inheritance in men, which is an online catalog of phenotypes and related genes and variants. And its um, web address is www.omim.org. Over 7,400 rare diseases have been described to date, and the underlying genomic changes for about 4,300 of them have been found in about 3,000 genes. The symptoms of each of these diseases can either be largely or partially uh, explained by the discovered uh, underlying genomic changes. And about 750 of these disease genes are related with uh, more than two diseases, uh, two uh, rare Mendelian diseases. Now, notice that the 3,000 genes that I just mentioned that are related, correlated with uh, uh, rare Mendelian disorders only represent about 16% of human genes. And the rest of the genes may correlate with Mendelian diseases as well, which is yet to be, uh, uh, to be seen. Uh, in fact, additional rare diseases and disease genes continue to be reported quite frequently. So we don't know all of the rare Mendelian diseases yet, and we don't know uh, all of the genes yet. 
However, thanks to the genome sequencing approach that has been widely used at those Mendelian uh, genomic centers and uh, some other research groups worldwide, disease genes are being discovered rapidly. This will lay a foundation for understanding the mechanisms of uh, rare as well as uh, common disease. So I would say the, the understanding is um, uh, incomplete, but um, we, 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 we are really um, in uh, the time that, uh, uh, that um, can really, uh, for the world to take, a, to take advantage of the available te technologies to rapidly find uh, the disease genes, which is the very first step toward understanding the mechanism of uh, rare Mendelian disease. When you look back at the work the centers have done to date, what, what's been accomplished so far? Uh, so in the past four years or so, the centers have been mainly using whole exome sequencing approach, which is uh, really the sequencing of all of the protein coding regions of the human genome. But this led to the discovery of um, um, 1,500 or so genes that uh, they think are highly likely uh, to be causal for the Mendelian diseases that they have studied. And in the process of making these discoveries, the centers gained a more comprehensive understanding of what it would take to find all Mendelian disease genes. This is um, actually a, a very impressive uh, achievement because the, uh, the, the Mendelian centers alone cannot um, uh, really find uh, the vast majority or all of the Mendelian disease genes. It will really take um, a, a ho the whole world uh, researchers um, uh, to accomplish this goal. So to be able to uh, gain an understanding of what it, it will take to fulfill this goal um, is um, uh, very helpful for the uh, rest of the world. And the CMGs have also innovated in areas, including uh, the ways to solicit uh, patient samples, um, establishing co uh, collaborations and uh, study designs that lead to um, um, more successful discoveries, and uh, the sequencing methods and uh, sequence data analysis. So these are mainly what they have achieved. And uh, some of these discoveries and uh, innovations have already been reported in over 200 peer-reviewed journals. And uh, these publications are co-authored by the centers and their collaborators, um, uh, their international collaborators. In addition, uh, these centers have disseminated tools uh, such as um, uh, this one that is called PhenoDB, which is uh, spelled as uh, P-H-E-N-O-D-B, for phenotype collection, storage, and analysis. And the other tool by the name of Gene Matcher enables researchers interested in the same genes to quickly connect to each other in order to speed up uh, disease gene discovery. 
and uh, the centers have also disseminated tools for and and even offered uh, uh, training uh, training uh, courses for uh, data analysis. So uh, I'll just add that these one of the great uh, great strengths of these centers is really uh, in data analysis. Uh, sequence data, a lot of groups, um, you know, can generate, but uh, from the data to the actual discovery of uh, the likely or the very causal gene takes um, uh, takes uh, expertise. Uh, that is not um, uh, that is uh, uh, not um, easily uh, acquired yet. And lastly, I, I want to mention that um, the generated uh, genomic data are also shared publicly. Uh, most of the uh, NH-funded um, grantees are required to share their data publicly. So this program did the same thing as well. These are the main achievements. There's been much excitement about advances in sequencing technology. How, how meaningful have these advances been in terms of getting us to a better understanding of these diseases? Is it just a matter, matter of spitting out data faster? Or are we also getting better at turning this data into actionable information? I would say um the real the really meaningful part is uh, the discovery of the genes that are highly likely to be causal when when they are mutated and um, so it's the a discovery from the generated uh genomic data to these likely or highly likely causal genes and uh, this is possible because uh, the centers, uh, these Mendelian centers, um, have uh, um, become very good at study designs. Um, and as a result, uh, the sequence data, of course, uh, they have to be high quality. As a, uh, but the, you know, as a result, because of the Good study designs um, they have made uh, with the high quality sequence data generated from the chosen um, group of uh, patients and and uh, the highly sophisticated um, data analysis methods and software they are able to often rapidly um, discover uh, the likely or highly likely causal genes. I think this is the really meaningful part. Um, I, I, I will add that when NHGRI established the, this program about four years ago, uh, we realized uh, it was uh, high time to, to, to initiate this effort because uh, of the advancement of uh, uh, genome-wide sequence. But the Mendelian centers, um, you know, for them to be successful, uh, just being good at uh, genomic sequencing or even analysis of genomic data is not going to be e enough. These centers all um, possess um, very impressive clinical genetics and human genetics expertise, which is why they are very good at study design and uh, you know, the data analysis part after the gener generation of uh, genomic data. 
and uh, the more disease genes uh, they and the rest of the world discover, the closer we are toward understanding the shared disease mechanism of uh, a large number of rare diseases, and sometimes, you know, also shared with some common diseases. So that, that I would say, is ultimately the meaningful part. This is really laying a foundation for us to understand disease mechanisms. So the discovery of causal genes will rapidly, actually is already um, helping out um, greatly the diagnosis of rare diseases. But ultimately, uh, the more uh, disease genes we discover, the better uh, we understand the disease mechanisms, which is um, definitely um, a very necessary knowledge for the development of uh, disease treatment. Well, the NIH recently announced $240 million in funding for the studying of the genetic basis of both common diseases and, and an additional $40 million for the Centers for Mendelian Genetics to begin a new phase of its work. How significant is that funding for what you're doing? Um, it, uh, allow me to just um, add a bit of information about the funding that is going into the CMGs, and then I will address sure. this question. So um, 40 million is uh, putting into uh, this program by uh, NHGRI, and uh, NHLBI is uh, putting in a total of 8 million for the, the next four years, and NEI is putting in one million for the next four years. So we have a total of 49 million NIH funds going into the CMG program. In terms of the significance, uh, I'll just say the availability of uh, this total sum of uh, funds made it, a, made, made it possible for us to support the four current centers for Mendelian genomics, all of which um, I have the confidence to be very successful in making the discovery of disease genes and disseminating the know-how for finding disease genes um, to the rest of the world. So the, the real significance is that um, these um, centers will be able to continue to contribute to building the knowledge base for, um, uh, for developing diagnosis and uh, uh, for developing some treatment. Uh, without uh, the availability of these funds, these four centers uh, will not have been possible. And uh, with um, uh, the, 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 the disease gene discovery uh, to be made by individual researchers, um, of course, um, will continue to contribute uh, to uh, the building of this knowledge base. But um, uh, these centers um, have made it possible uh, for the rapid discoveries of disease things to be made, and uh, such rapid discoveries are highly necessary uh, as we continue to move towards the ultimate goal of uh, finding all the disease genes. So the significant part is that uh, the speed we are able to achieve uh, towards this final goal. Um, which is um, um, really laying foundation for understanding human genetics and uh, improving uh, uh, human uh, uh, history, uh, health. 
Well, when you look back at this area 10 years from now, how do you think genomics will transform our understanding of rare diseases? And, and what do you expect it will do to lead to new treatments or, or even cures? I would say um, diagnosis will be much improved. And I anticipate uh, there, there, uh, there will be, uh, there will have been more treatments available um, because of the understanding of disease mechanisms. Lu Wang, director of the National Institutes of Health Center for Mendelian Genomics. Lu, thanks so much for your time today. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The BioReport, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.